Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Welcome to Soul to Soul. Are you right here on 101.9 Hi FM? I am Rabbi Ari Kievman, your host here today. And today I'm very excited to inform you all that we have our Chabad Global Giving Day. And we here in South Africa are raising funds for the Chabad Seniors Programs. You all know about our Chabad Seniors Programs. We bring food to people in the community, both food for the mind, body, and soul. So today we call upon you. We ask you to join us in our effort to support our seniors. We need you to be our match so we could spread the light. So we ask you to go to www.charitywithadcharity.com forward slash SOS. Stands for Support Our Seniors. And there, you could join us in our campaign. And better yet, watch your donation double so we can add many more smiles on our seniors here throughout the Gauteng. We all know that the past year has been a global crisis, increasing the isolation that so many seniors already feel on a daily basis. And here at Chabad Seniors, we have not paused, not one bit from the very beginning when COVID kicked in, we pivoted, we learned what we need to do to change, and we continue to offer encouraging resources for the elderly throughout South Africa. We've been providing care calls, counseling, and food parcels from day one, all the way back in March of 2020. Every week, Shabbos Yom Tov gifts to hundreds of seniors. We have our volunteers going, safely visiting people in their homes and hospitals and other facilities. Every day, we have our virtual classes and webinars we have tech tutors guiding people how they could use their internet. And, of course, back at Chabad, we had our shiurim in person with our bus mitzvah collecting seniors, bringing them to Chabad House, giving people a monthly stipend, as well as a delicious lunch and refreshments while they're here at Chabad, and so much more. But our work is more crucial now than ever before. And my dear friends, we need your partnership. Your partnership and our efforts is what helps us make it all possible. There are more than 30 senior retirement homes throughout Johannesburg that we know of that have Jewish residents. And we are in touch with them. We bring new life to the ever-growing senior community. There are so many senior citizens. How you define one as a senior is your, your definition. But to us, anyone who reaches out and needs our help, we are there to them. And thanks to your help today, we can now look toward a brighter future to helping those who've paved our past. And if you come here to Chabad House, we offer daily, weekly, and seasonal programs for the elderly. With our holiday events and parties, we helped raise the spirits of our senior community as a whole. Last week during Hanukkah, we went to multiple retirement facilities. We brought Hanukkah parties to the elderly, to the infirm. We brought them Hanukkahs, menorahs. For each and every single senior, they got their own menorah kit, beautifully designed, what colorful candles. We included a dreidel and a booklet to read and to know about Hanukkah. But better yet, we brought donuts and latkes and drinks, and we gave the spirit of Hanukkah at 30 retirement homes. We gave those, they're excited, they're anxiously awaiting the very next Jewish holiday, the next exciting event. They are inspired to join us. And now... We not only keep up with the seniors with the seasonal holiday events, but every week we are bringing these programs, these activities, and spiritual upliftment, social, socially distanced social gatherings, 
And we're not stopping there. Before Shabbos, our campaign now is to get volunteers, rabbis, families to visit hundreds of seniors at retirement facilities or in their own homes. We give them these goodies packs with gifts for Shabbos, reading material, and those who need abundant food parcels for those who really need that. That's our campaign. And as you are well aware, running programs such as these certainly comes at a cost. And in order to keep it going strong, we need your help. Every rand goes a long way, whether it's paying for a beautiful Shabbos meal, a Holocaust survivor's needs, or helping a senior when they fall on hard times. So I'm asking you to please join us today. Please donate and come help be a part of something amazing, something wonderful, something that is very much needed in our community. All you have to do is go to the campaign website. During this campaign, every rand that you donate will be doubled. That's doubling the impact that we can have on seniors throughout South Africa. And we ask you to partner with us and help us spread the light. Just go to www.charitywithad.com forward slash SOS and support our seniors. Gifts of any amount, whatever you give, large or small, is greatly appreciated. Give 18 rand, give chai. Give 180, give 1800, give 18,000, give 180,000, whatever you could give. Show our seniors how big the heart of South Africa is and join us to support our seniors. Through you, we're able to bring more smiles and more seniors. Your donation helps us serve the most isolated and vulnerable members of our community. Go to www.charity.com forward slash SOS. IFM 101.9 megahertz of life. Welcome back to Soul to Soul right here on 101.9 IFM. I'm Ari Kivan. And today we are running our Support Our Seniors campaign, which of course is a day of giving. Today is the Chabad Global Day of Giving. And therefore we ask for your support for our Chabad Seniors program. Support our seniors. Go to charity.com forward slash SOS. We Appreciate your support and any donations that come through during the radio show. We will, of course, announce them right here on the show live. So please keep those donations coming. In fact, we are 88% toward our goal. We only need 12% more. Any amount you give, any rand will be doubled and you will be a supporter of the Chabad Seniors programs. And since we're raising charity, I think it's appropriate that we talk a little bit about charity and discuss and understand some of the concepts and ideas from a Jewish Torah perspective. You know, whereas in an animal farm, they say how all men are created equal, just some people are more equal than others. Well, of course, not everyone's created equal, financially, that is. And for whatever reason, some controllable, maybe others not, some human beings are better off than their fellows are. And this isn't a new phenomenon. This has been since the beginning of time. There have been various societies have been grappling with this very issue and resolved to solve their societal imbalance by, in many cases, eliminating, destroying, hurting those on the bottom rung. Now, eventually, there were enactments withheld in any form of charity or services to the needy. This was a very sad phenomenon throughout history. The Talmud relates numerous stories of this, what we call sodomite behavior, mistreatment of the poor, 
and the violent penalties that were meted out to those who did support the poor, which was considered a crime. Thank God we live in a beautiful society. Thank God in our community here in South Africa, in Johannesburg, we have so many organizations that help the poor, including our Chabad Seniors programs, which look after elderly people who need us to look out for them. And in the Torah, we know how God destroyed the city of Sodom and its ideology. Today, thank God, most civilized countries have policies to help the poor. And many encourage charitable giving. Here, if you donate to our Chabad Seniors Program today, in fact, you will get a Section 18A tax break, tax deductible receipt. So that is something that most countries provide for their constituents, for their citizens, to help the poor. Another way to do so. Easy. You make your donation today, your end-of-year contribution, and you get a tax-deductible receipt. So today, there's so many good ways that you could help, and there are incentives for it. I wanted to talk a little bit about not the government's responsibility, but our own responsibility. Let's talk about the idea of how we could help others and our responsibility and our obligation to do so. If we look in the Torah portion we read this week about Yosef HaTzadik, how he makes sure to provide provisions for the people in his time when they were faced with a famine. And I guess that's a question that people ask today. One interesting question that came my way this week when I launched this charity campaign was a letter I received. And I don't want to read the entirety of the letter to you, but I'll read just a little bit of it. The person writes, Dear Rabbi, in the course of the past few months, I've received letters, phone calls, office visits from people asking for assistance. And the list goes on of various rabbis and campaign managers and community matters and all the different things, everything in the community, from their shul to the SPCA to Hatzalah to Chabad to the art museum to the alma mater university. Everybody's asking so who do you give? Soup kitchen? The Chai FM radio? Who are you going to give to? They're all important. Chabad seniors and Chai FM, your shul and the SPCA, your school. Don't forget all these are all important matters. And I just want to read an excerpt of her line, of her email to me. She says, I strive to be a good person, but sometimes I feel like I have nothing to spear or that I'd rather spend my money elsewhere. I pay taxes, and much of that goes to the social, uh, the social safety. Now let me just read it. The social safety net that would seem to fall in the realm of charity. I pay a lot to send my kids to her. Kids go to a Jewish school. In addition, as an attorney, she says I am particular about doing 50 hours of pro bono work for certain charities. Do I need to reach into my pocket to give to all these daily barrages of requests? That was the question I got. And she writes a PS. When I, um, I often chance upon homeless people in town. Some have placards asking for help so they could eat or buy clothes. Some might verbally plead. Some strongly fit the profile of a person with alcohol substance. It is hard to walk past someone who looks like they haven't eaten for a week or is badly clothed without putting anything in their cup. On the other hand, my money could be spent on the drink or drugs that fuel this person's self-destruction. Okay, so these are some of the points this 
Lady mentions. And obviously there are, you know, if I ask you, what do you, what do you think charity is? Now, I'm sure if people want to SMS here into the studio, I'd love to hear it. Somebody just wrote to me, charity is your campaign. <laughs> oh, that's, that's wonderful. Um, that's certainly, that's certainly a, a good point. Um, either way, the point I'm making is that yes, indeed, people have these questions that how, and how am I supposed to respond as a rabbi when somebody asks me this very question? That they're giving charity to so many good causes. So why should Chabad seniors necessarily be on that list if they're already giving to so many other organizations? Good question. And that's what I want to talk about a little bit. How much should you give? What if it's hard for you to give? What about giving to someone who might use it for detrimental purposes? Those are all valid, good questions, my friends. And in our remaining time today, let's try to talk a little bit about that. Because giving to the needy is not something that is exclusively Jewish. Everybody has that. It's, it's universal. Judaism tells us that we don't truly own the money that we earn. Thank God we're blessed. I have to say, I was in somebody's office yesterday collecting for our campaign. And this man tells me he is in a position to give only because he gives. He told me literally, he gave a very generous donation and he said, it is because he gives. That's why he gets. So maybe you work really hard for your money. Maybe you had a great inheritance or won a lottery. But our success and our earnings are really truly given to us as a trust from Almighty God. Yes, it's there. We need our money to support our families. And we need our money to take care of our own needs, but we also need to give to those who need. The importance of tzedakah and Judaism was emphasized in the very cradle of our nationhood. God's love for Abraham, the Torah tells us, is based on the fact that he would teach his descendants this very idea, this very theme, the value of tzedakah. And Hashem says to himself, we read it in the Parsha just a few weeks ago, that I know that Avram, Avram Ravinu, along with his wife Sarai Meru, that they will teach their children and their descendants afterwards. What do they teach them? To perform tzedakah and mishpat. Unlike the contemporary people of his time, the people in Sedom, God trusts that the descendants of Avraham Avinu, us, that we would continue the noble path that Avraham and Sarah blazed for us, that they were generous and hospitable and kind and caring, and that we too would be the same. Now, let's understand, we have two terms here. Tzedakah, which I guess you could say is supporting the needy. But not only that, that we would build a society based on mishpat, which is justice, the rule of law. Now, why are tzedakah and mishpat both necessary? What, what's the connection? Why are we told both tzedakah and mishpat? Charity and law? Now, one answer is that in the view of Judaism, just as society, just as society cannot function without mishpat, 
you need law and order. Likewise, my friends, our sages tell us, a society cannot survive, cannot exist without tzedakah. Just as the generation of the flood needed to be obliterated because of their disregard for law and order, as the Talmud tells us, that though they sinned in many ways, but the sin for which they were ultimately punished was thievery. Well, Saddam was eliminated because of their complete disregard for tzedakah. And people often think of mishpat as an indispensable aspect, an element in ethical society. A tzedakah is a nice bonus. If I want to be nice and kind, I'll give. No, my friends, tzedakah actually has the word justice in it. Tzedakah means that we do what's right. The fact that God gave us, we are entrusted. Those who have more have to share with those who have less to ensure that nobody would be excluded in any way from having the basic requirements of existence. Now, granted that tzedakah is essential to an ethical society, but as my friend asked me in her email, how much do we have to give? To who do we have to give? Because tzedakah is so fundamental to any society, we can't just make these decisions in our home. In fact, Jewish law tells us what we're meant to give and to whom we're meant to give. And this is discussed in great detail in the Talmud and the Mishnah. Let me, in fact, I mean, the Torah itself tells us how we have to be charitable and that if your friend is in need, how you have to open up your hand to them. But the Gemara tells us very clearly that we're obligated to look out for the needs of the poor. And indeed, our our community has wonderful organizations, including our Chabad Seniors Program, that look after those who need help. But let's try to understand, I think there's a few fundamental points. Number one is that we are obligated to give away our gains to help another. It's not charity. Charity is your nice, benevolent, kind, wonderful person. That's charity. Tzedakah is an obligation on each one of us to give our part. Number two, the the idea, in fact, Rambam discusses this. Rambam says, based on the verse that the Torah says, if you see a poor person asking, therefore, it is in a sense a responsive matter that you give to somebody who asks, somebody who requests, somebody who needs. Also, the extent of the obligation is to provide for all of a person's needs. Of course, if we could afford to do so. So that's another discussion. How we can get to, how we can afford to do it. Now, additionally, the Torah tells us that the poor of your city come before the poor of any other city. So it's very nice when collectors come here for other organizations around the world and we're generous and kind to them. But charity begins at home. Just as charity is necessary for your family, it is also necessary for your immediate community. So we have to look after and we have to prioritize. And we know it is a Jewish, it's a commandment in the Torah, aser to aser. The Torah tells us very clearly, Tithe, you should tithe. Tithing, this concept of miser, 
The Torah informs us that we are expected to give our donation. Each year, the Torah says to give that tithe at the conclusion of our harvest season. Now, the Torah uses specific language. It says, Aser to Aser, which translated literally would sound like tithe, you should tithe. On the face of it, the Torah is simply, I guess, emphasizing. It's like a, a colloquial way of, of emphasizing that you have to give. There's a, an, a, an emphasis in the repetition. But nevertheless, because the Torah is spearing at its best of times, our sages gave a different understanding in the understanding of this. They say, Aser, if you move the dot, you know, on the right, they say, she is always right. So Shin would be if the dot's on the light, on the right. And uh, to be a lefty is no sin. Then the left side would be a So therefore, it's Aser, Bichtei Shetit Asher. Our sages tell us that, you know, the term for wealth, Ashirus, is so identical with the word Aser, which so Asher and Aser, very, very similar. You just move the dot to the shin and the sin. So here we have a reminder that while giving away some of our hard-earned income, yes, it might take us a step back financially, but God guarantees that it will trigger a far greater leap forward. And in fact, one of the ways that I'm understanding it is Aser Bichdeshetisasha. The verse is saying tithe with the intention of becoming wealthy. In other words, unlike all of the mitzvahs, we could test God in this regard, the Gemara says. Regarding Meister, the verse says, test me now. Test me, Hashem says. And the Chidah, Chaim Yosef David Azulai, he explains that various reasons why tzedakah is this way. He says, firstly, the goal is for the poor to receive that which you're giving them. Intentions are less important. So you could give in order to become wealthy. He said, it is very hard to give away your hard-earned money. So God makes it easier by allowing us to test Him. And giving to others brings the ge'ula closer and hold greatest charity, tzedakah, where brings forth the redemption. So more than any other mitzvah, it is important for people to be extremely meticulous about this, which is why God says to test them with this regard. I invite you to try this test out and watch how your money doubles right here, right now at www.charity.com forward slash SOS as in support our seniors. Charity.com forward slash SOS. We'll be right back after this message. IFM 101.9 megahertz of life. Welcome back to Soul to Soul right here on 101.9 Chai FM. We've been talking today about our charity campaign. That's charity.com forward slash SOS. And we learned about the obligation to give tzedakah, about Meister, about giving 10% of our earnings. We have to deal, though, with the unfortunate reality which was posed to me by this lady who questioned when I asked her to support our campaign. And that is many people feel that they do not have enough to give or maybe they feel that way, but that's how they feel. 
And certainly with COVID-19, with the pandemic and with the recession and with inflation and with all the other complications of these times and with Iran's plummeting, certainly I could tell you as one who is who needs to raise funds for our activities and programs that some people's donations have dried up, making it all harder to for them to give. And uh, no doubt we we actually increased our our target this year, our goal of what we wanted to raise. And uh, thank God we're getting closer to it. We're we're nearly ninety percent there. So everyone's participation really helped us reach that goal. But we talked about we quoted a verse before from the Torah that says that the if your fellow becomes destitute and needs your support and needs your help, what does the Torah say? You should give them the achicha imach so that your fellow can live with you. Now this is in fact the central theme, one of the most famous passages in the Talmud. We discussed it in our Gemara class yesterday, where there's a very famous case that involves two travelers and they have one flask of water in this very hot desert heat. So what is the fellow with the water skin supposed to do if he has just enough of the precious liquid to ensure his own survival? Is he supposed to give the other person who has none? Is he expected to share the water with the person who doesn't have? If they share it, maybe both of them will die. So there's enough water to save only one life. And the Talmud quotes exactly this verse. Let your fellow live with you. We are obligated to help our fellow live. But that obligation is secondary to ensuring your own survival. He should live imach with you. Therefore, the Talmud is implying that your life comes first. Your obligation to facilitate your own survival is a given. Your fellow should then join you if possible. So in the case of the parched desert, Talmud rules, though there is a dissenting view, that the owner of the flask should drink it all the water, all the water himself. And this is something, again, emphasizing the importance, this idea that charity does begin at home. That you have to take care of yourself, your family's needs before looking after others. Sadly, some people use that as an excuse. They say, oh, you know, I don't take care of family, can't take care of others. Yes, there are many wonderful causes all over. Charity begins at home. You're not obligated to give tzedakah or meister until you have all your own living needs taken care of. Right? It's not an easy task, though, drawing the line between what is your crucial necessities and what might be considered a superfluous luxury. A person needs to make that self-assessment. You need to determine if what you're regarding as necessity is really a luxury and that takes your own din b'cheshbon, your own calculations, your own accounting. But certainly, we know that from a Jewish legal perspective, we have to give what we can. We have to help all those who need. That is the bottom line. And we all have to do our part. And I, therefore, we ask you today, as today is our campaign, to support our seniors, go to charity.com forward slash SOS and help us support our seniors. Let me just conclude with a few ideas. A question that came up is, which is preferable to give one amount of stuck at once or to give multiple times throughout the year? And there is a Mishnah which tells us that everything 
is judged according to its multiplicity of action. It doesn't say that everything is judged according to the magnitude of the deed. Maybe that's something impressive too. But it tells us by the multiplicity of the action. The mission is telling us that giving a thousand coins on a thousand different occasions is preferable to giving them all at once. Of course, that's provided that our decision makes no practical difference for the recipient. If the recipient needs all of that money immediately, then we have to give it to them at once. In that, on that note, today, we have matchers who are doubling whatever donation you make. And this is something that's explained in the Gemara, that when you give a large donation, that the trait of benevolence is not necessarily embedded within one's psyche. But when you're accustomed to give it more, it shapes our character. It gives, God wants us to have a good character. And so one of the reasons given for life in general was so that we can work at subduing our impulsive animal instincts to refine ourselves, directing our instincts to more praiseworthy causes. And so action is the trigger for refinement. The more we act, the more we refine. When we're faced with the choice of, of scheduling our annual or monthly donations, monthly donations are certainly preferable. And indeed, here at Chabad, we have a program of daily giving where you're able to give daily. We will do it on your behalf. And that is that you should be of the merit of giving every single day. It should become your routine, your habit of constantly giving. That's also why we keep tzedakah pushkas, charity boxes. In fact, here we have a campaign at Chabad called ARK, where we want you to get into acts of routine kindness. And that way we could reap the benefits of constant giving. Imagine you have a little tzedakah box in your kitchen. And each time you're preparing food for yourself, you put in there considering thinking of those less fortunate than yourself. You're about to uh, do work and make money for yourself. Think about giving to others who are less fortunate than you are and give more. And of course, the more we give, the more we inspire and influence others to give, the more the world will become a giving place where each person looks out for the needs of the other. And that is something we want to do to make the world a better place. Judaism stresses constant giving. The more frequent the act of giving, the more we become givers. And the more frequent the act of giving, the more frequently God responds in kind by bestowing upon us God's benevolence, kindness, charity. And ultimately, that will be will bring redemption to the entire world. My friends, thank you for joining us here today. One final plea. Please go on to www.charity.com forward slash SOS and please support our seniors. Every cent you give will be doubled by our mentors today. Thank you. I wish you a great day and a meaningful Shabbos. All the best.